Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Thursday, June 3rd. We begin with a look at the smoke and hot weather we've been experiencing in the city over the past few days. We hear how Calgarians are coping with the heat and get some suggestions to keep cool with Global Calgary reporter Sarah Offen. This COVID-19 pandemic has hit the mental health of young people extremely hard. We talk about the signs that you can look for in your kids and the resources that are available to those struggling with Dr. Monique Jericho, Calgary-based child and adolescent psychiatrist. One industry still going strong during the coronavirus crisis is the banking industry. But it appears that doesn't matter to them, with fees now being hiked by many of Canada's big banks. We get some tips from a lending professional on how to avoid some of those nasty fees. And finally, what do business owners need to know in order to make a smooth transition out of this pandemic? We speak with public relations specialist Ellen Parker of Parker PR for some suggested strategies. Calgary is expected to hit 31 degrees today, which is awfully close to the record of 32.2. It's the third straight day of at least 27 degrees. And yeah, it looks like today's in in contention to be the hottest. So how are Calgarians dealing with the heat? For that, we turn to Global's Sarah Offen. Good morning to you, Sarah. Good morning to you. So first of all, Sarah, where are you this morning? I know you're outside, so are you soaking in the warmth? Yeah, you can probably even hear the generator here because uh, right now I'm with Lazy Bay Raft Rentals and they are, well, we are inflating 100 rafts this morning, uh, preparing for uh, what's been a lot of demand. Over the last three days, they've actually sold out all of their rafts uh, here along the Bow River. They basically launch in at uh, West Baker Park. Uh, which is just across from Bowness Park, which people might, might know better. And then they float down to Princess Island. And, and this is kind of interesting because it's um, the river. I was here a couple of weeks ago when the flood season kicked off. And the river is higher this morning, and it's moving very quick. So they're telling me that, uh, that those rafting adventures down to Princess Island, usually in the heat of summer when everything's calm and slow, uh, lazy days, it's, uh, it's around four hours. And right now they're doing it at about two and a half. Ooh, so it's moving yeah. fast and it's it cold and it's fun for sure. But people need to be careful out there. Absolutely. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people are used to, you know, that August float. And we didn't see these 30 degree days until mid-August uh, last year. So this is still very early season. We still have that fresh mountain runoff uh, that is uh, filling the Bow River. Uh, so things are cold and it's moving quickly. And so uh, a reminder that if you're headed out, make sure that uh, your raft is is capable. I'm, uh, I'm going to head out here right away on a, a level three raft raft a level three whitewater raft uh so that should be interesting and then um yeah just to make sure that you have a, a bailing bucket that you've got a rope you've got lots of water your sunscreened up and you're wearing your life jacket because uh fines for not wearing your life jacket upwards of five hundred dollars and and anytime that happens you're also getting a mandatory court appearance in calgary so it's a uh, it's no joke and uh, certainly um City officials in Calgary Fire Department will be out doing patrols. Wanted to, you know, touch on something that is, you know, common sense, but maybe not so commonsensical because we don't experience this heat all the time, Sarah. And that is being sun safe and keeping the fluids topped up and not forgetting the sunscreen. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite is I use the baby sunscreen because we started that with our kids and it's pure free, which I don't know why they don't make all sunscreen mm-hmm. like that. But yes, make sure that you have lots of sunscreen on. You need to make sure that you stay hydrated. So that 
uh, you know, if you're having some wobbly pops, you really need to make sure that you're you're hydrating on the other end as well because this heat really, I mean, it can zap your energy. Make sure that you're wearing a hat. Make sure that you're prepared, especially if you're headed out somewhere like the Bow River where you're not getting that shade. No wobbly pops on the river. Let's just remind people of that. <laughs> hey, Sarah, you know, Andy has decided because he really loves hot weather and he's looking for a side hustle, he's going to get one of those Dickie D bicycles with the cooler on the front so they can oh. sell popsicles. Yes, I am. So that led us to, you know, discussing earlier this morning our favorite treats to cool down with. So what's yours? Is it a typical popsicle or is there something else you go for? Yeah, you know what? And and it's interesting because my husband always goes for like the chocolate with ice cream and I'm more of like a it's a caduzzi popsicle. You know, those like round swirly ones. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is about a popsicle. It just makes me, takes me right back to my childhood. <laughs> you got it. It is simple. It's maybe the simplicity. Andy, you'll there need you to go. sell those from your Dickie D bicycle. There cooler. you go. <laughs> Gear it up, Andy. I'll do what I can. Uh, you know, if you can text over exactly where you are, I'll fire it up. I wonder if you need a license for something like that. I, I need a, a few more details for sure. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, do your best to be safe and, and keep cool out there, Sarah. We appreciate your time. Yeah, I'm headed. I'm about to launch. I'm like oh, 10 okay. minutes away from launch. Oh, time. have fun. It is so much fun boating All down right. the bow. Have fun. Be yeah. safe. Thanks. Take care. That is a global news reporter, Sarah Offen. And as Sarah mentioned, uh, well, we mentioned off the top of that segment, 31 degrees, record to be 32.2. So we're certainly in the neighborhood. And I'll tell you, yesterday we were just 30.8, and I could feel that heat on my face out in the backyard oh, just yeah. doing a couple of things. Wow, it's serious business, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you do have to be careful for sure. And you know what she's talking about going rafting down the boat, you can do it all summer long. It's really, really fun. If you're not sure where she was saying that is, it's if you know the batting cages... Yeah, yeah. It's yep. in in sort of in behind there where okay. the, the baseball diamonds and that are. It's it's over there where they launch in and then you you pu- you pull the boat out. They've got a, a person down there by Prince's Island. Super so you're fun. You're not alone. Okay. Yeah, but you can book it all summer long and it's it's really not terribly scary or, or horrifying for young kids. We've taken our kids. It's it's great fun. So you have to have your life jacket and you just have to make sure you do it safely. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk about striking the right balance between public health measures and the damages dealt by those measures that help prevent the spread of COVID-19. One of the damages appears to be the mental health of young people. We dive into that discussion right now with Dr. Monique Jericho, who is a Calgary-based child and adolescent psychiatrist. Good morning to you, Dr. Jericho. Glad to have you back. Good morning. Nice to be here. Well, let's start with the numbers. Uh, How many more young people are coming in looking for help with mental issues now compared to 15 months ago, for example? Well, it's very difficult to quantify this on a day-to-day basis, but what we know for sure is that we have seen a surge uh, here in our city, but well beyond our city. If we're starting to get data from across the country and certainly data internationally, and it's all saying the same thing, which is we have a really significant increase in presentations of concerning mental health problems for young people. And, uh, you know, sometimes what that looks like is uh, a doubling or even a tripling of what would have been expected before. Dr. Jericho, would you call this a mental health crisis then for our young people? I absolutely would, yes. Wow. Okay, so can you talk about for us some of the symptoms, maybe how, how these issues are manifesting in our kids? Sure. You know, a lot of what we're seeing now is, you know, similar to what we've always seen. And I think it's really important to remember that even pre-pandemic, we were 
really struggling to meet the needs um, that were increasing year on year. But, you know, with what's happened, we've really seen that the cracks in, uh, you know, the system have, have really kind of burst wide open under this pressure. What we're seeing and what we often see are kids presenting with significant depression, significant anxiety, um, uh, issues related to eating and eating disorders. We're also seeing kids presenting with a lot of medical complaints that actually have their roots in more psychological or stress-related kind of places. So we're seeing these kids present to, you know, traditional mental health settings. Certainly, you know, teachers, coaches, and all sorts of other adults are, you know, encountering kids who are facing these dilemmas as well. Parents are stuck. And just across the system, uh, through primary care all the way up to kind of hospital level, there's just a massive amount of, of concern in this area. So, so you are a professional when it comes to this. And, of, of course, if, if a child or an adolescent steps forward and asks for help, that's one thing. But as parents, and we all have busy lives, and this yeah. is a crazy time for us, yeah. what sorts of things should we be looking at um, in our kids? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked, you know. And uh, I think this goes back to, to what we'd hope we're always kind of checking in around. But you're right. Um, to highlight the fact that one of the things that we're struggling with at this time is that, you know, even as adults, as parents, we're really stretched. And sort of our ability to check in on our kids and, and maybe sort of the supports that we would have leaned on to support our kids, like teachers, like coaches, like mentors, they're just not always there. They're not around because um, our, our day-to-day life has been sort of thrown in turmoil in some respects. Um, so really, it comes back to the same old, same old talk to your kids, check in with your kids. If your spidey sense is up that something's off, it's really important to have that conversation. Sometimes the face-to-face conversations are challenging, especially with uh, teens, but those conversations in the car, those conversations while you're doing things, just checking in, you know, how are you doing? I've noticed that, you know, you seemed a little down. I've noticed that you seem a little worried. And then, of course, you know, trying to support younger children around maintaining a routine. Um, The one thing that I really need to emphasize, too, is that, you know, with the context of kind of the pandemic and all that surrounds it, this is stressful stuff for all of us. There's a lot of uncertainty. And sometimes parents and adults, you know, we don't always do a great job of keeping those conversations, those conflicts, those, you know, confusing messages away from our kids. Mm. And when adults are kind of expressing a lot of frustration and a lot of confusion, and that can be really upsetting upsetting for our kids to hear because they can't put that in context. And they need to know that, you know, our lives can continue on, will continue on, and um, that we can provide stability for them. So they need to see us managing too. You know, and that kind of leads to my next question. I, I wanted to ask you why. I mean, to paint it just as, you know, it's COVID-related, that's, mm-hmm. that's too broad for us, mm-hmm. I think, to, to, to be able to figure out in our own heads. So what is it that's causing these issues? Is it, is it the stress? Is it that's sharing too much information? What do you think? You know, I, I, I certainly don't think it's one thing. I'll, I'll say that. Um, I think there's an overarching, you know, concern around, you know, health and safety that comes with any kind of global health crisis that's going to affect all of us. But for young people, um, you know, a lot is being discussed around the isolation. 
Uh, kids do need each other. They need the stability and supports of other adults in their lives. And the routine, routine and predictability is so important for each one of us. And, you know, if you're somebody who, you know, is already prone to worry and anxiety, and all of a sudden you have a few more risk factors thrown on top of there, like not sure when school's reopening, like mm-hmm. not sure if I'm going to get to do sports, and then you've got those resiliency factors pulled away, like, oh, I can't talk with that favorite teacher, or, you know, I, I can't connect with my friends. It kind of tips the balance. So, so you're right. It's a lot of factors. So stressors on and resilience factors off. Dr. Jericho, you know, I'm, obviously we can see the light at the end of the tunnel as vaccines ramp up and we're seeing the daily numbers go down when it comes to COVID-19. But uh, post-pandemic, do you mm-hmm. see this problem hanging on? And, and in my mind, I'm thinking about maybe a almost like a PTSD effect, not just for adults, but also for kids as we, you know, go 100% back to normal. You know, Andy, that's like the million-dollar question. And I think, you know, there's some reasons uh, definitely to be vigilant around that. Um, and, you know, history would tell us that there are indeed ramifications. There is that kind of, you know, shock after the shock, if you like. Um, that remains to be seen or we'll keep our fingers crossed, but, uh, but I think you're right. And this is something that all of us, uh, in the field are, are really mindful of. There's lots of help out there now, especially now more than ever, lots of options for us and some of them very low cost or free. So do you think Dr. Jericho, this is a time where maybe even if our kids say, yeah, everything is okay. Is this a time where we find a professional for our kids to go talk to just to kind of get that, that, that conversation flowing? Hmm. Wow, that's uh, that's a great question, and the reason I'm I'm pausing is because you know I guess I'm biased. I always think it's great. The more talking, the better. However, um, I also think that you know uh, we need to be sensitive to a couple of things that you know really in terms of what's available to the public right now, we are stretched. Like we are significantly stretched. If you're able to access resources in the community, and you're right, there are always places to reach out to, um, then by all means do so. And maybe as an adult, that's somebody, you know, to talk to and check in with around, hey, should I should I bring my kid in? This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm not seeing. Um, I'm always mindful of, you know, um, taking uh, your child in to, to chat with someone when they're not ready and they're not seeing the need. Um, because that can actually then be an aversive mm-hmm. experience. And when they actually need it down the road, they may not be as keen. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Thank you for uh, shedding some insight mm-hmm. into this, uh, Dr. Jericho. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. Really appreciate the conversation. Me too. That is uh, Dr. Monique Jericho, Calgary-based child and adolescent psychiatrist, associate residency director at the Department of Psychiatry at University of Calgary. It- Despite continued strong profits, many of Canada's big banks have notified customers of user fee increases in the near future. The fee hikes are coming even as Canadians continue to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. What can be done about the increases? Well, for some tips that may end up keeping some of your hard-earned money in your own bank account and out of the banker's hands, we're going to turn this morning to Mikhail Casteldo, who is a general manager of Everyday Banking at Rate Hub. Good morning, Mikhail. Thanks so much for joining joining us. Good morning. Happy to be here. Okay, so fees going up for all of us, despite the crazy times we're living through. What can we do to try and keep that money in our own hands and not pass it off to somebody else? 
Yeah, I think before we go into what we do, it's important to note that a lot of these fee increases are for legacy accounts. So if you sign up for a new account, um, chances are the fee increases won't affect you. But if you have uh, a legacy bank account from a few years ago, um, and those usually are, come with pretty low fees, you're, you're likely to be affected. So um, the thing to keep in mind is um, you don't necessarily have to go with one of the big banks, and it's important to compare your financial products. Um, so there's a lot of challenger banks out there like Tangerine, Simply, PC Financial uh, that offer really great no fee and no minimum balance checking accounts. Um, so I, if you uh, aren't happy with the, the fee increases, I would strongly encourage you first to talk to your bank. And then if there's nothing that they can do for you, um, considering one of these uh, no fee alternatives. Mikhail, uh, what, what do people have to know going in if they're going to one of these virtual banks? I, I bank with one of those banks, and I'm, I'm very happy with it. But I know that it's not your traditional bank. So what sorts of things do you have to keep in mind when it comes to services you might not be able to access on a daily basis? Yeah, um, so for for some of them, like Tangerine, they'll have access to the ATM network of the big banks. But if you're someone that really likes to go into the bank and and speak to a teller um, or a financial advisor about all of your services, you're not going to get the same level of service at one of these banks. But if you're, if you're more than happy to do that uh, over the phone and um, if, if you don't require as much of a high-touch environment, then one of these, these banks is probably perfect for you. And no concern of, you know, straying from the big banks, the ones that we know and, and trust. <laughs> yes, they're going to give us a lot of fees, but we, we trust them because they've got the name that's been around forever. No worries about these smaller guys? Yeah, so the funny thing is Tangerine and, and Simply are actually owned by the, the big banks. Um, so it's, uh, there's nothing to worry about there. It's all within the same ecosystem. Um, and um, they're, they're reputable brands. They've been around for a really long time. They have a great product. So it can be hard to, to leave the brand names that you know and trust. Um, but these are run by the brand names that you know and trust and uh, sometimes have much more compelling offers. But one of the things I've noticed is if some of those tangible things, like, for example, if I needed a, a money order or a cashier's check or maybe want to, you know, get some foreign currency, that would be one of the drawbacks, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. So it's the, the, your banking operations are going to be a little bit more streamlined, but it comes with, with no fees. So mm-hmm. if, uh, if your banking needs are a little bit more complicated, then I think that's why some of those accounts exist where there are fees. But if, uh, if all you need is simple checking needs, um, then one of these can be a perfect solution. So uh, would this be like our insurance, for example, that we can just kind of go shop around at the banks and see who's going to look after us best? Absolutely, yeah. I think um, we're not in the habit of comparing our, our bank accounts as much as we might be our mortgage or our insurance rates, but um, I, we, we definitely should get into that practice. Um, so, I mean, I would encourage people to go on, on websites like ours, which is RateHub, uh, and compare checking accounts to make sure that you're getting the best bang for your buck. Um, and, uh, yeah, you don't have to go with whatever checking account your your bank offers you. Uh, you can absolutely switch, um, and it won't have any impact on your credit score or anything like that. Good stuff. Maybe time to start shopping mm-hmm. around and uh, some timely advice with those rates on the rise. Thank you so much, Mikhail. Thank you. As Mikhail uh, Castaldo, General Manager of Everyday Banking at RateHub. You can hop online, ratehub.ca. I thought they just did mortgages, but mm-hmm. they can shop different interest rates for the different banks for you as well. It's time to look at PR and marketing strategies to implement now as a way to re-engage with clients, employees, partners, and the media. Joining us with her take is Ellen Parker, CEO and owner of Parker PR. Good morning, Ellen.
Good morning. Thanks for having me, Sue. Well, thanks for joining us. So important that we start talking about this now. It's obviously been a tough year and a half of forced hibernation. So how do businesses and how do bosses start getting things going again? Yeah, great question. I love this. I love this conversation. So as we come out of this lockdown, it's such a great opportunity to look at our internal stakeholders. So our employees, you know, people who do our payroll, our cleaning staff, to look at our external stakeholders, so our clients, our sponsors, the media, and then look at the community at, as, a, as a large. So starting internally, how are we showing gratitude to the people who have kind of stuck it through working from home? Mm-hmm. What are we doing in our team? And what's happening when they return? So, you know, as a leader of an organization, the most important thing is culture and ensuring that there's a safe space for people to feel respected. And we're all following the rules with COVID and and bringing, coming back together, but just ensuring that we have that safe culture and that safe space for people, I think is really, really important. And then also looking at what we're doing to show gratitude to our team. So whether it's, you know, incentives, giving them each gift cards to go to the local restaurant in the community or things to just really show how much we appreciate what everybody has been through during this time. I think that's really important. So starting at home, uh, turning inward first, taking care of your team, but externally, if you can pinpoint some of those things that you touched on earlier. Yeah, exactly. So our clients, our sponsors, all of the people that, you know, help make our business run. So what are we doing to show these folks gratitude? And how are we also celebrating what we've done through the pandemic? So as an organization, let's really show off if we've launched e-commerce, if we looked at new revenue streams, you know, what have we done to come through COVID? And so, for example, crafting some messaging, putting that on your website, sending out an external newsletter to all of your stakeholders, primarily thanking them for staying with you and being with you, but then also, again, possibly sending them a bottle of wine, again, sending them a gift of gratitude. Now is an opportunity to connect to people again. So let's be thoughtful about how we're doing that and the stories that we're telling. You know, if the business has had an acquisition or like I said, if they've launched a new product, now is the perfect time to share that and maximize telling your brand and how you've been innovative. Um, other great ways to do this are through short video. So have someone on your team take a short video of yourself as the leader or your spokesperson and you know, share three things that you've done through COVID and then put it on your social channels, put it into your LinkedIn, put it on Twitter. And thirdly, as I go into how we, again, use this content that we're creating to help share the message to the community at large, tag Tourism Calgary in your posts, tag Travel Alberta, tag the city of Calgary. Because ultimately at the end of the day, we're an individual we're a team, we're a business, and we're a community, and we're a city. And so I know that right now there's a lot of people really thinking about how Calgary is going to showcase how we've come through. And if each of our individual businesses have interesting, passionate, thoughtful stories to tell, let's ensure that we're telling them to our team, telling them to our clients and our stakeholders, and telling them to the community at large. I love it. So reminding people who you are and what you do, but more importantly, I think, is the thank you part to everybody who helped get these businesses through these past, you know, 14 months or whatever it's taken us to get to the end of the pandemic. Great tips, Ellen. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much.
You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. That's Ellen Parker, CEO and owner of Parker PR. And you can go online, parkerpr.ca. Thanks for downloading and listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for free at Apple Podcast, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. And tune in to Mornings with Sue and Andy from 530 to 9 every weekday morning on 770 CHQR.